to the Survival and Basic Badass Podcast. Kevin and Chuck. Um, today, we're going to talk about when, uh, when countries fall apart. Uh, basically, it's a lot of countries are right on the edge. Uh, it turns out we're not as fiscally responsible as maybe they used to be. Now, a lot of the countries we're going to mention are kind of, I, I, I hate to use the word, let, let me quote Trump, shithole countries. Um, I believe that's what mm-hmm. he calls them. Uh, they're, they're countries that you kind of are like, well, yeah, but they were never that good to begin with. But they're kind of like falling into complete despair. And I want to say that it's kind of like the warning signs of, hey, these guys are going, but they're just the ones that fall first. Right. You know, it's like in your community when economic times get hard, it hits the poor people the hardest first, right? The poor people are like, oh, God, we can't recover. Like, you might be, well, you know, $4 gas, it sucks. I don't really like it, but whatever. Everything's expensive. I can deal with it. But the poor guy is like, I can't even get to fucking work. Right. You know, like filling my tank is wiping my ass out. It's half my mm-hmm. paycheck. That That's kind of the difference. These countries are the poor people and the kind of telltale that the rest of us should be kind of paying attention to. I believe they call it a harbinger, some kind of warning right. sign, right? So... Kevin, what are your thoughts before you start, uh, you know, rattling off countries? I, like, where are we heading here? Is it? Do you see the world taking a turn for the worse, or is it just in my head? And yeah, I'm no, crazy? it's definitely definitely getting bad for a lot of people. You know, like you were saying, when you're living paycheck to paycheck and then you lose your job, you know, that's you're fucked, you know? And these are basically, this is what's happening to a lot of countries around the world. And it's not just uh, it's not just Africa. It's not just South America. It's not just, you know, Asia. It's, it's everywhere. And it's really going to shit for a lot of people. A lot of people are going to be starving to death this year. And that's, you know, that's a serious situation. Um, a lot of these countries, uh, like you had said, they, they're not countries that you ever really thought of as like economic economic powerhouses or like uh you know great places to go visit um but at least people weren't you know dying from starvation and uh things have really gone downhill for a lot of places and i kind of want to get into some of the some of the reasons and a lot of it is is like you said fiscal um irresponsibility but a lot of uh a lot of it is just people that are assholes you know people in charge are just assholes you know, it's like, uh, I don't know. I don't know. It's it, There's so much so much greed and so much greed for power in a lot of these places that it's really tearing the whole, whole country apart. Um, one of the ones I want to talk about first before we get started is uh, basically what you would call um, Central Africa. Central Africa is, is a lot of countries, uh, Cameroon, okay. Chad. Um, Democratic Republic of Congo, Rwanda, Niger, Zambia, Zimbabwe. Now, these countries were never in great shape. Um, they 
but over over the years, a lot of their countries have been basically ransacked by dictators. You know, any any economic opportunity they did have is gone now. Uh, they're in huge amounts of debt, uh, and uh, there's like a slow desert desertification. They call it where the where the um, you know where where the the rains are drying up and food is just disappearing. And now with the um, with the loss of the wheat from Ukraine, these countries are in real trouble, real trouble. And the problem is that uh, it's not like you can just go to the next country over because it's every country in the area. You know, you can't you can't just you know move few hundred miles and and relocate and try and figure something out, uh, something new out because everybody is fucked. The whole area, the whole area is destroyed. Um, and it's, you know, it's a real problem because, you know, with these, uh, with these wheat shipments being stopped, these people are in serious trouble. They're going to, there's going to be a lot of people starving to death this year in that area. Yeah, it, it really is so frustrating. I mean, I'll kind of stick with Africa here. Um, it's so frustrating to see like that there are great opportunities these countries could have with like a little planned effort. You know, if we we'd gave a little help instead of just throwing money. And it, I mean, you guys know I'm all about freedom, right? I'm like, oh, fuck you. I don't want to, you know, don't tell me what to do. I'm not down for giving all my money to all these other places and whatever. I get all that. But since we're throwing all this money at these countries, instead of just blindly giving out money, which is what America does over and over again, we're like, oh, it'll be better if we let them make their own choices because they know what's best for them and the people on the ground. But we also like to put strings and limitations where we're really accommodating to our special interests instead of, and I don't mean our special interests like America's interests. I mean campaign donor special mm -hmm. interests. Um, there's a lot of things like we could be, they can grow hemp like you wouldn't believe in Africa. And basically hemp oil is freaking awesome and they can do so much. The climate works great for it. And they could really change around their countries, but we're like, no, you can't do that because that'll hurt the corn growers <laughs> in America. And well, no corn has a purpose for corn and hemp could be doing its own thing over there. Um, I feel like worlds can coexist, you know, maybe I need to sit down with Willie Nelson and we can have a talk. He can explain to me how I'm going to hurt the, uh, the I bar. always thought Willie Nelson, Nelson was more a hemp guy, guy but... ever. Right. Yeah. Right. That does sound like that would fit. Um, you are not wrong, but I mean, I know he was always like farm aid yeah. and, and, you know, take care of the farmer, but there are so many opportunities. How many times have you seen videos or, uh, different like Facebook memes or something where they reforest these desert mm -hmm. areas and they actually bring back, you know, the, the stuff and reclaim desert instead of losing it to desert. We could be putting effort into things like that, that really help out, you know, clean water and, you know, different things. We're so worried about the nonsense 
that we end up really not helping anybody and we just throw money away and it ends up in the wrong hands. But we're like, oh, well, you know, whatever. Like, to be honest, we botched that whole Arab Spring thing in Egypt and all that. That was just a disaster. Um, uh, shit. Uh, what is Tunisia? That's a whole yeah. other disaster. Tunisia, Egypt, these countries, the people get so desperate where they're desperate for a change that they'll take anybody. You know, they, you always hear the, uh, the analogy where, you know, it's not, you know, they're so desperate for something to drink that they'll, you know, drink the sand, right? That's mm -hmm. what they say. I don't know that expression I might be missing, uh, you know, but cause they don't know the difference, you know, cause it, you're just like, I don't care. I need something. And that's where we end up with jackasses mm -hmm. like Hitler, right? Cause people get desperate. And that was one of the things that really scared people about Donald Trump was we were at such a, a corrupt and dysfunctional place with our government when Trump first came on the scene and he was like, look, I'm going to drain the swamp. I'm going to take charge of everything and I'm going to take control. And anybody who knows history was like, wait a minute. These are all the same things that Hitler was saying. You know, he's going to come in and just rule with an iron fist to get rid of anybody who's corrupt. And we know how those witch hunts go in, in, you know, governments and we're, I'm going to just take power and I'm going to get things straight because that's what we need to do. And we're all so desperate to get away from the corruption and the complete dysfunction in government that you're like, yes, I'll take it. Now, I don't feel that he ended up being that dictator or anything. I feel like he came in and, and was a lot more reasonable than the talk that he was talking um, as far as the end result, I mean, the things he said, you know, we can talk about him being an idiot and whatever. And honestly, our choices for government officials seem to lean towards the idiot factor. But just the same, he didn't end up with actual things that sucked that bad. You know, I feel like he ended up building up a Supreme Court that is helping out my rights right now as opposed to what I would have got under Hillary. Um, we can talk about abortion and, and all that. I kind of feel like the federal government should stay the hell out of it because the government shouldn't be regulating any damn thing. Then you should be having the fight on the state level and then I would feel better. But that's a whole other topic. I don't want to, you know, get into it with people. I think the government should mind their own fucking business on everything. That's my vote. I mean, I'm just saying... Just one American to another. Yeah. I choose freedom. I say mind your own fucking business mm -hmm. to the government. But anyway, back to the topic at hand. People become so desperate to get rid of the corruption, to get rid of the chaos, to get rid of the nonsense. Just throwing money at garbage or taxing me for no freaking reason. Like, hey, I'm going to tax your pollution that I can't see and may not really be true, but I'm just going to do it anyway because you need to know that you're wrong and pay your fair share because it's not fair that you have something that you worked for. That's ridiculous. All right. That is 
the dumbest thing. Let me, you know, they always say, oh, well, we tax cigarettes because that way people will smoke less. So you're going to tax me creating things and making money so that way I create less things and make less money? Like that, you're, you're, it can't go both, both right. ways, right? You can't make the same argument that, hey, tax, taxes discourage people from doing bad things. And so we're going to tax good things and that won't mm-hmm. discourage people. No, that's just stupid. You're not making any sense when you say things like that. I don't know how these people have economics degrees and get into government and study political systems and study government systems throughout the history of the world. And none of this occurs to anybody. I don't know if all the professors are freaking jackasses That'd be my vote. Yeah. in the college, although I have a strong, <laughs> sus- yeah, I have a strong suspicion that's true, but just the same. That's what I feel like, you know, we need to look in that direction. Um, that's what happened with the Arab Spring. That's what happened in Tunisia is people were so desperate to get away from a corrupt, dysfunctional government that they ended up saying, we'll take anybody who says they're going to mm-hmm. take charge. And they end up with somebody who's like, yeah, I'm going to come in and rule with an iron fist. And then, you know what? Now that you've elected me, let me rewrite the Constitution. Let me change things. Let me make things. You know what? I told you I was only going to be here for four years, but I feel like I've done such a good job and I'm really cleaning things up and I can't completely finish the job unless I have more time. Let's just make it eight years or let's just make it 12 years or 16. You know, you know what? I'll just stay here because I'm doing such a good job. And I, I, you know, it's just not a good time for elections because you guys might just elect the same corrupt jackasses you Mm -hmm. had before. Let's just stick with me. I feel better about that. And since I'm in charge of the military, I'm just going to handle it. Now, the, the thing is, all these other countries, this is the same telltale signs keep playing out. Um, we can move over to the Americas, right? Um, Haiti, Venezuela, Argentina, um, it's all the same thing. Asia, you got Miramar. And you know Miramar is bad if freaking Rambo's like, <laughs> I'm not going in that show. Yep. Right? That uh, Rambo, he was like, they were like, oh, look, we want to go spread Jesus and help people out, humanitarian. And Rambo's like, yeah, no, that, that place is fucking bad. Yeah. I ain't doing it. it. Yeah, if Rambo's like, fuck that shit, it's bad. It's bad. So, yeah, I'm just saying. And I mean, he had a bow and everything. And he's like, no. no. <laughs> that bow, so, that was going to do it. I, I don't know. What, what, what do you um, think, Kevin? Yeah, Tunisia is is definitely an interesting spot. Uh, you know, it was it was one of the, the places that, before the Arab Spring, one of the long-term dictatorships. It was one of the, one of the places that really had, you know, yes. uh, basically a permanent dude in charge and nothing was going to change that. You know, it was going to be him. And when he died, it was going to be his kid. And they were both, you know, they were just ransacking the country for everything they could squeeze out of it. Um, now, I mean, don't get me wrong. I, I think yeah. that president, I forget what his name is, but I think he, uh, he just was able to move away with all his money and, and left everybody fucked. So they didn't really help anything by getting rid of him, but they didn't, uh, they weren't hurting anything either. 
you know, it was a real shithole before and, and now it's a real right. shithole. So like you said, it didn't really change much. A real shithole. So yeah. yeah. But as far as, uh, yeah, but it just, it was funny cause yeah, I was going to say that the guy ran for president and was like, yeah, I'm all about democracy, constitutional government. I was a constitutional lawyer. I'm going to come in and straighten all this shit out. And then as soon as he got into power, it was all kind of yeah, the same shit. Yeah. Um, President Saeed is mm-hmm. the guy now. And yeah, no, it just, it, it's not working out. But, you know, to each their own. Now, there's a lot of problems that come with this. One, I feel like America is not far behind, and we're going to get to that in a minute. But you have China and Russia, even Iran, they take advantage of opportunities Mm -hmm. like this. America, we love to just throw money at problems. We're like, yeah, you know, let's just give Ukraine, you know, $10 billion or whatever. I don't don't know the numbers. Yeah, it's way above that by now. Um, But... Bottom line, it's it's they're just taking my money. I'm like, just do what you got to do and stay the fuck out of my business. You worry about Ukraine. I won't even talk about what they're talking about guns right now. We're going to get to that at the end of the episode. But just the same, you know, let's you focus on Ukraine and leave my shit alone is what I would say. But damn, if they're not taking all my money. I mean, I'm working, you know, a third of my paycheck is going to the freaking government and it's pissing me off. But anyway, you know, it's just because I'm a greedy capitalist and I just want it all for myself because I don't even give a shit about anybody yeah. else. Yet, yet some here how I, I've created a platform where I'm sitting here screaming about how, why do we keep fucking the underprivileged? I, I don't know. I, I, I digress, right? Um, anyway, China and Russia love to seize on these opportunities. And when they see countries that are desperate... They come in and they know the right strings to pull. They actually put effort into this kind of thing. And they're like, hey, you like to be in charge. If you really had more control, if you reined in your population a little bit, we could help you out a little bit. And maybe you set up some good trade deals with us and we both become mutually Mm -hmm. beneficial. Um And, you know, leaders are like, hey, I'm desperate. My people are turning on me. I don't know what to do. And having a big brother who's willing to come in and at the moment just offering, you know, rainbows and sunshine. And they're like, hey, let's do that. I love rainbows and sunshine. And, you know, communism sounds like a good fit. Being in charge and just getting shit straight. That sounds excellent to me. And you really run the risk and that is how you end up with Stalin or Hitler or Mm -hmm. Mao, you know? I mean, these, you know, that's how it plays out. Now you're like, well, yeah, but, you know, China and Russia and the rest of the world and that's their problem. We're America. Well, do you know anything about the IMF, the International Monetary Fund and the World Bank? I gotta say, America's playing the same game. And we're just as corrupt and fucked up, right? So you got two ends and neither one is good. You don't have like the freedom people Mm -hmm. fighting. You have, I want to be in charge and we're going to wear suits and ties. And you have the other guys who are like, I want to be in charge 
and I wear those weird rat hats. What what are the hats they make uh-huh. out of wool? I know what you're They're saying. Called, what, Fatigues and all that or whatever shit. Whatever the yeah. fuck it is, and I, I don't know. Yeah, you know whatever whatever Kami yeah. Pinkos wear. You know whatever. Yeah. Well, Haiti is is one of those countries though that uh, you know, really uh, has gone downhill. It's never been a great place to live. But basically, what happened is is early no. on in their their history they basically just started cutting all the trees down uh for firewood and for cooking and didn't plant anything else so now it's basically a desert you go right across the border and and it's gorgeous you can from from space you can look at photos of those countries and see right at the border where haiti begins and it's all just you know just rock and and nothing else and they just had that big uh earthquake not too long ago and that really destroyed any anything they had left in that country. And now it's all just uh, gangs and kidnappings. So, uh, you know, it's hard to, it's yes. hard to even get somebody well, to come and, and help and bring food because they fucking kidnap those people. You know, missionaries come with food and they kidnap the missionaries. Right. Yeah. Now it's a mess. Um, one of the things always fascinated me uh, in the navy they uh we we did a little bit of world traveling i know kevin's been everywhere you've been to yemen and all kinds of yeah, crazy places right never yemen but I, um, yeah all around there the uh uh mm. oh no okay uh, i thought uh i don't know i don't know what i thought anyway but bottom line i go to all these countries africa and and well i did a lot of the north northern europe like england ireland norway that kind of stuff but anyway we're down in israel and israel is the most amazing place because they basically cut up that whole pakistan israel all that when you know that whole uh un peace deal bullshit they did what was it in the 70s the the eight-day war mm-hmm. and all yeah, that there's shit, all sorts right? of nonsense going well, that on was there. the recutting yeah. up of it but Right. Anyway, bottom line, they picked like a lousy piece of shit and they said, here, you guys, all the Jewish people, you can all stay here. And now Israel's Mm -hmm. freaking awesome. And that's the thing. It's what you do with what you got. Um, You can be handed a world of shit. I mean, do every day. I'm like, look, just give me the shittiest thing and I'll make it work if you just stay the fuck out of my business. Mm -hmm. You know, and that's. This property I bought in the south here, I got trees and stuff, but my fields for growing were pretty much all a foot thick of clay on Mm -hmm. top of the ground. And I don't know if you guys realize this, but that's not the easiest thing to grow in. But now that I'm three years into it, it's starting to really produce. You know, we're bringing, we're composting stuff. I have like three giant, maybe four giant oak trees and in the front yard and every fall i grab every freaking leaf from these trees and we're talking about a lot of leaves and i have like a uh maybe a thousand square foot of garden space i have it stacked a foot high with oak leaves every year and i'll go and i'll till them in and it's really turning around the soil and making it into something, you know, that you can grow shit in and it's not perfect yet. And I'm still working my ass off to do it, you know, but you got to make something of what you have. 
Now, you could also make an argument that Israel has nuclear power and the rest of the Middle East doesn't. There, there's something there that, that might give you a little edge, which also might explain that maybe America's a little bit dumb for wanting to get rid mm-hmm. of nuclear power until we have right. a better alternative. I agree. Might not be the best alternative or the best option, but it is the best option mm-hmm. right now. Right. Um, there are ways to do it. It's scary. I understand that. You know, things are scary. It's okay, but dying of starvation or not having heat, also a little scary. And it turns out all the pollution and the bullshit with the batteries, pretty much as bad. We may as well just Mm -hmm. have nuclear power. I'm just saying. It's a thing. Um, Plus, honestly, the technology is really changing where it's so much less scary than it used to be, and it's getting better all the time. At the moment... That doesn't seem like a bad way to be, but, you know, whatever, to each its own. And, hey, Kevin says that we can just take all our nuclear waste and put it up on the moon and not even worry about it. So, you know, we could go either way. See? I knew I could get you on board. That or he wasn't paying attention (laughs) and I just slipped that one in there. I don't know. But uh, either way, moving right along. Yeah, so I wanted to talk – you mentioned uh, Yemen a a few minutes ago. I wanted to talk about that. I have a friend that's – that's from Yemen yes. and uh, made a trip back there not too long ago. And one of his big things before he went over there was uh, going to the drugstore and just loading up on basic medicine. Um, you know, like they can't even get aspirin, things like that over there. You know, even the hospitals are are low on, on the basic necessities because there's no imports and exports coming in, going out. Um, the, the reason is because they've got a huge civil war going on right now. So the war is basically between the, the Houthi rebels backed by Iran, um, the Yemeni army, army backed by Saudi Arabia, um, fighters for the uh, secession of southern Yemen, and al-Qaeda and the Arabian Peninsula. So they got all four of these people fighting against each other. All of them are backed by wealthy uh, foreign countries. Because nobody really gives a, gives a shit about the people that live in Yemen, the ones that are starving to death. They give a, give, they're concerned about control of the country. So basically all the people that, that live there, they have nothing to do with any of this. It's just, uh, just a bunch of foreign powers that are basically fucking, the, you know, destroying their country. And, uh, you know, a lot of the people there are, are literally starving to death because, uh, because there's no, there's no, job to get you know it's not like you don't have enough money there's no place you can go work you know you're getting stopped at every you know every uh road crossing by a different group trying to figure out whose side you're on before the you know before they let you let you travel through the country and you know basically you're you're everybody there is in like uh you know uh home confinement and uh you know, it's just going to keep going on, and every group on every side, everyone that's trying to take power, is uh, is corrupt. So they're not. Nobody's like fighting for the people of Yemen. Everybody's fighting for their own power, and uh, you know they're re- really in a bad spot. Right. And every country around them is wealthy. Every country around them has gold like they do, has oil like they do, but uh, their country is so fucked right now that. They're going to be in bad shape for a long time. 
Yeah. Now, it, it's so hard to recover from corruption. It's so hard to, you know, get out of these problems. And, you know, I feel like America is just blindly going down this road trying mm-hmm. to get on board. You know, we bail everybody out. We have no... There's one of the things, like, I know everybody, again, I'm mentioning Trump second time in an episode, and everybody gets rattled every time you say his name, and oh my God, and, you know, whatever. But work with me. When he used to say some intelligent things back when he was younger, and, I mean, not often. Occasionally. But he, he did okay. have I, some I could brilliant points on capitalism. And work with me but he gave a story and he's like look he goes when he goes uh what was the story the story is out of the uh the art of the deal and he talks about in the 80s he owned tons of real estate and banks you know banks will give you a loan and it'll be like 80 percent loan to value and the idea is as you know, you give it. We'll give you eighty percent of what your house is worth because that's a good risk, and we think you're worth it. And so, if you put twenty percent down, it'll be good, and whatever. Well, what people don't realize, and I don't know that it's this way anymore, but the way it was, and at least in commercial loans, was if they give you eighty percent loan to value, and your building is worth. 500,000 or we'll say a million dollars, right? So eight, the $800,000 is your 80% loan to value. So we'll give you $800,000. Here's your loan, whatever. Well, the problem is the real estate market completely collapsed. And all of a sudden that building that was worth a million dollars is now worth 500,000. So 80% loan to value is going to be 40, 400,000, mm-hmm. right? And you owe 800000 So they're like, well, that's fine. And we're happy to give you that loan. You can have that loan still, but you do need to give us that other, you know. That whatever, other percentage four, back, right. What is it, 400000 mm-hmm. Right, back. And you're like, well, wait a minute. No, I mean, I can make the payments. I get the rent, but I can't give you my money back. So all of a sudden, I want to say based on no fault of his own. I mean, that's. I mean, you shouldn't leverage yourself, you know, that far, whatever. But bottom line, nobody saw that coming, right? Nobody would think that all of a sudden your mortgage company is going to be like, yeah, you need to give half of it back tomorrow, right? I, I got to say, I would be like, that's mm-hmm. no fault of your own. You know what I mean? Like, be realistic. That's not, you agree to make the payments, not the other. So the bottom line he ends up owing, I, I forget the numbers. I want to say it was $400 mm-hmm. million dollars and that he was right. upside down. And, you know, he, he kind of makes the funny statement, and it's true. If you owe the bank $25,000, you got a problem. But if you owe the bank $400 million, the bank has a problem, right? I mean, it, it's not really your thing because it's, it's so mm-hmm. beyond you, right? And he went in and whatever— but he said that he was talking to his wife, the the one that just passed, and he's like, look at that homeless guy sitting on the side of the street. He's richer than I am because that guy probably has no debt or debt. we'll even say $50,000 in debt, but you know he doesn't have $400 mm-hmm. million in debt. 
He's like, I'm 400 million more upside down than that guy. And that's a big thing, right? Well, the reason I tell you that whole ridiculous story is that's America, right? We got all these poor shithole countries, Mm -hmm. right? Isn't that what Trump called them? Shithole countries, right? So we have all these countries out there that are desolate, but they owe 20 million, 100 million. Oh, that country's 2 billion in debt. 2 billion in debt. That's amateur hour compared to America. You know, I I don't even know where we're at. What are we at? Like, I know it was 17 trillion. Yeah, that's the most recent I know, but we're probably up to 18 now. I know that it. Yeah. Right. It's, you know, um, I'll pull it up when uh, Kevin's talking here. But uh, bottom line, we're ridiculously in debt. And if America fails, if our system falls apart, if tomorrow somehow they call in our loans, things don't go well, I don't know what could happen, right? Um, They find out that we don't have any gold in Fort Knox. Somebody might figure Mm -hmm. that out one day. I know it. (laughs) You know it. Yeah, but... It could end bad. Um, dude, Germany, remember Germany, like seven years ago, six years ago was like, Hey, um, you know, that money, that gold, that physical gold that you're holding for us, um, we'd like that back. And America was like, um, yeah, how about we give you a little bit back every year for the next 15 years to give you that gold that we're right. just holding. Cause, um, that actually, we gotta bl- find it. It. actually belongs to you, warehouse, but yeah, and I'm not sure what yeah, yeah, yeah i'm not sure where that is right now and then all of a sudden we're like hey buy gold buy as much gold and put it in there quick and we were like printing money and like yeah yeah and you know i mean that's the kind of shady shit america's doing if one day that got found out the thing is right now it's kind of in everybody's interest to just pretend that the gold is there because all the other countries that we owe are like, eh, let's just pretend because then shit keeps mm-hmm. going the way it is. But if people find out that we sold it because we were trying to just make good on the other debt, and yeah, then things might start to unravel. So if that unraveling happens and all of a sudden it all turns to shit, I mean, hopefully I didn't give away too many secrets because people might be like, you know, you know how China listens yeah. to this podcast. They may be like, what? America doesn't have the gold? Chuck knows about it? What the fuck? And then all of a sudden, they're going to come, you know, hey, you need to give us a tour. And we're going to be like, yeah, um, we spray painted a lot of that's lead the bars trick, in there. But, you know, that's the, that's the trick. Just don't scratch it. And the guy's going to break out the knife mm-hmm. and like scrape a little off and be like, no. No, I don't think so. And so anyway, right? When that happens and it all kind of falls apart, then guess who's going to come bail us out? You know, who's going to be like, America, we got your back. You've been helping us for the last hundred years. Right. We got you. You know what? Just take it easy. Mm-hmm. We got you. you. You've had our back. We're ready. You know what? We're just all going to pay back those loans that we owe you. Because we got your back and we want to help you succeed. Now, dude, you don't think Pakistan gonna is gonna out. is gonna They're come gonna through with like, the, the hundreds of millions of dollars we've been giving them every year? Right. You know, Iran probably be like, "Hey, you know that billion in cash you just dropped on the tarmac for us? 
we got you. Just take it back. Don't even don't even worry about it. And yeah, no, see that shit's not gonna happen. But even countries that are are friends, right? Like England and Australia and you know all these other people, they're gonna be like, yeah, dude, that that's bad, dude. Yeah, you got a problem. That's how it's gonna go. I mean, they might mm-hmm. have a fun yeah, accent. But I- but yeah. that, that's the bottom line. But you the know, truth is, in the next say. few years, all those countries are also going to be having problems. We're all going to be having problems. There's going to be a serious yeah. food shortage this year. You know what I, I just uh, found out that that's really got me worried? Uh, you can't find sriracha anywhere. The hot sauce? It's gone, dude. No. I have ransacked Uh-oh. all the local grocery stores. Nowhere. Nowhere to be found. You can still get Tabasco, and that's really my go-to. But um, when hot sauces start disappearing, man, that's like a you know that's a harbinger of doom. You know, shit's going downhill. If you can't even get hot sauce, fuck, man, we're gonna really be in trouble soon. Yeah, no, that's an ugly world. Texas, right? Mm-hmm. They're having that big drought, and they're lining up. Uh, they're the beef, right? They're trying to take it to market as fast as they can because they have no water for the cows. They can't afford to get water to the cows if they do have access to water. And then two, they can't afford the feed. They can't freaking uh, afford the fuel to even, you know, move things around and get stuff done. They're really having problems. Um, they're saying the auction houses are like crazy lined with beef. So you're not seeing a beef shortage right now. Because everybody's trying to dump it because mm-hmm. they can't feed it. But the problem is, that's bad for mm-hmm. the future, right? That's I, I sent, sent a message to the wife. I'm like, that's it. The bunnies. We're doing the bunnies now. You know, it's like, I'm going to order a bunch of rabbit cages. And we're going to start breeding rabbits. Because, bottom line, I'm not mm-hmm. going without meat, all right? I don't care what kind of weird hippie vegetable, patchouli stinking... <laughs> Whatever world you live in, mm-hmm. I'm getting my meat, right? Yeah, none, none of that hippie shit for me, all right? I know you guys are like, wait, we live off the ground and we, lo- ground, we live off the land and we love patchouli, but I don't. Yeah. I mean, that's what you might say to me. I mean, obviously, yeah. I don't love patchouli. I, I think it has something to do with growing up in Woodstock where you're just like every time you it walk into a place – and the hippies, yeah. and you're just like, no, no, I'm not doing it. But yeah, they, that's the world we could live in, where we all have to eat vegetables oh, all the time. Disgusting. You guys want that? You don't. Nobody wants to live it. I mean, it's one thing if like I have to have vegetables like on the side of my steak. That's bad enough, steak, right? And then there's like three branches yeah. of asparagus. Right? I mean, the asparagus might touch the steak, and I'm like, eh, if I just push it to the side. All right. And sure, like, you could put some mushrooms on there. All right, whatever, you know, maybe some onions. But the bottom line, we need meat. I'm not living in that world. So I'm going to take action. And I think that was kind of the point of, you know, today's episode is like, hey, it's it's time to take action. Start to get your shit together. Because at, at any time, at any time, it could all fall apart and turn to shit. And I'm telling you, when it goes down, it goes down fast. Um, you know, Greece, that was a civilized country, right? That wasn't the shithole, you know, Cyprus. Yeah, they're doing and, fantastic. And all that. We, it wasn't 
supposed to go down, you know? And all of a sudden, it's like overnight. Oh, yeah, your shit. No, you can't have it. And what? You have, ha- you know, imagine in America, you got five grand stuck under your bed, you know? All right. But guess what? Now that yeah. your money, no. Yeah, you'd no. be better off having a freezer full it, of meat worth right now than, uh, than five grand under your mattress. And the, the truth of the matter is prices are through the roof right and, now, um, grocery store prices. But it's not going to get better. This is the time you should be stocking up right now. You should be right. buying extra now. Um, fill your fill your freezers. Get another freezer and right. fill that one up too. Things are not going to get better as far as uh, food right. costs. Not anytime soon. The government, right? The government keeps telling you, "Oh, this is just temporary. It's not a big problem. Don't panic. Everything's going to be okay." Well, they don't want you to panic, and honestly. It's not in anybody's interest to panic, right? You running out and being crazy is not going to help. Buying extra and starting to, you know, get ahead a little bit will help. It would have helped if you had started doing that a year ago or two years ago. And you kind of stay that curve. You know, you should be rotating through your supplies so that it stays reasonably fresh. But you need to have supplies. But even better, you guys need to start creating a world where you're producing your own mm-hmm. over and over again, right? You need something. Right. And right now you could go outside and have goats that are, you could go outside and plant lettuce, plant cucumbers and, and beans. And you're, you can still get a harvest by the end right. of the year. It's not too late in the summer to do, do some of those vegetables. Um, but like Chuck was saying, rabbits, chickens, all those things, those are all things that we should be working on. Um, you know, you can't maybe you can't afford meat next year, but you can have eggs every day and get a little bit of that protein that you yeah. need. Right. Right. Now, eggs can really help the budget. Um, I did have another snake, got a bullet over the weekend. Um, it, it's sad when your snakes are so big that you can shoot them with a regular <laughs> bullet. And it's like, yeah, I got you. And and no. Uh, that's bad. I mean, you know, you're like, yeah, well, a shotgun. No, I'm I'm talking about just grab the pistol and yeah, no. Got it, some of it, those big big black snakes down there, huh? The eggs again. The wife, the wife's like, oh, it's it's nine, you know, nine o'clock or whatever. It's sunset. The chickens are finally in. She goes in to shut the door, lifts the lid to grab some eggs for the end of the day or whatever, and uh, she opens the lid and there's the snake. Mind you, all the chickens were inside. They were like, yeah, we're hanging out in here with this guy. And there's the, you know, seven foot snake that's just like, hey, whatever. And yeah, no, you can't be eating my eggs. And then shoot him and his head comes off. Dude, three egg yolks pop out of his neck. And I'm like, yep, motherfucker. It is. Dude, there was yellow everywhere. It 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 was a gross world. But, and then... Of course, the wife had to handle that business without me, so it was even worse. Um, she's out there handling it, and uh, yeah. So, anyway, it's an ugly world. You guys need to prepare for it, and that's what I can tell you. It, it just is getting out of hand. Um, you may want to subscribe to the YouTube channel we got. If you just search Prepping Badass on YouTube, you will uh, find us on there. Uh, I have been, last week I put the... Uh, episode on on youtube you can watch the video uh todd had some concerns 
But, uh, you know, Todd will get over it. And uh, otherwise, uh, Kevin laughs at that one. Anyway, I'm going to probably try and get this one on there. See if I can get another episode. It turns out my crappy internet, it takes like two days to upload a video. But uh, if I can take it to work, we won't tell anyone I can Mm -hmm. upload it there. And turns out they have better internet than I do. Um, Otherwise, uh, you can support us on Patreon at patreon.com. That way you kind of help, you know, support the show. Maybe you want to be an advertiser on the Survival and Basic Badass podcast. Maybe you're like, you know what? They're really stepping up their game, and I like the direction that the show's going. And I, I think my product would be well with that. Maybe you need to be plugging it here. I'm just saying, we might be able to help. we probably work out a deal. Um, we also like stuff. You want to send us stuff, and we'll promote you? We're down for that. Kevin likes, I don't know, knives? I, I like... Uh, Kevin likes knives and camping supplies. <laughs> I like, well, both of us like alcohol. Mm-hmm. Um, and I like guns and bullets. If I could just find a, an ammo supplier, I'm just saying that might be a good connection. I'm just saying we might be able to work something out. Um, you guys remember AmmoSeek.com? See, that was the good relationship, mm-hmm. right? You have something like that. AmmoSeek.com was great to us, took care of us. Um you may want to go there and check out some of their cool stuff because they do have the cheap bullets. Otherwise, you might want some badass gear. I know I'm trying to get Kevin a uh, prepping badass coffee mug and some cool stuff that he can, you know, let people know where he stands. And you can get that stuff at preppingbadass.com. You have show topics, concerns, things you want to talk about. You want to talk about how much I itch my nose. Um, let us know it. PreppingBadass at gmail.com. Otherwise, I'd say stay safe, and we'll talk to you guys next week. The Survival and Basic Badass Podcast is a proud member of the Self-Defense Radio Network. Ooh.